This is episode number 115 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, myself and Chris Bellamy talk to Chris Kilala about his new project, uh, the heart behind it, how God's really been working in his life, both in the songwriting and the production process, uh, what this new album looks like compared to Jesus Culture album, and just a lot of great inspiration. Uh, a lot of great advice on how to stay close to God in the midst of um, life and just ministry. So we're going to jump straight in with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 115. Yeah, it's definitely uh, different in the sense that it's just me. <laughs> uh, most of our albums are sort of a collaborative effort, and um, I shouldn't say just me. I mean, a lot of the, the some of the guys played on the album from the Jesus Culture Band, and then some of those other musicians were just friends and but um yeah it's definitely more vulnerable uh the the jesus culture albums are a collaborative effort like i said and it's a little bit like well i hope people like it but you know if not we did our best team right and sure and uh but the solo album is like oh man it's just me out there um uh so it was it it took a lot of uh sort of pushing from different people my wife saying no you got to do it and because uh, naturally, I, I don't love being at the center of attention. You know, I get awkward at surprise parties and <laughs> and uh, whatever. But sure. um, anyhow, it just it felt like it was time to do it. I had written a lot of songs um, in the last uh, couple years. A lot of them came from a very like a very deep place, a very pers- personal place. Um, I mentioned it last time. You know, the song um, songs that were on the Let It Echo album came from. Uh, some of them came from, you know, the loss of our son and just our journey and processing that and mm-hmm. encountering God even in the midst of pain. And so some of these songs um, were written in the same season and and uh, just what we've been walking, I've been walking through in the last couple of years, just encountering God and in every season of life. And so it's amazing because uh, I've written probably more songs than I have. Um, I've definitely written more songs than I ever have in my whole life in the last year and a half, two years. And so it was just felt like it was the right time to do a solo album and uh, everything sort of came together. And uh, so we got in the studio and uh, I mentioned there was a couple guys from the JC band and then some friends from just all over just got together. I said, Hey, let's just have fun and do something different. I, you know, I do this live with Jesus culture, but I'd, I'd love to try and experiment and get a little bit out of that. Um, out of that style and sound and so we did and we landed on something that i don't even really know what it is but (laughs) we're just like let's have fun and you know we we'd kind of play a song until we were all high-fiving each other and and then we record it and um so it was just a really fun process and you know between the songs and and the friends that came together to help me um put music behind those songs just it was it was a lot of fun, and and I'm really excited with the way it, and happy with the way it turned out. So. Sure, yeah. So I'd love to hear, like, was there a tension, or what was the the thought process? Because you go in, you said you wanted to sound and feel different. Um, I mean, everything in it just glorifies God, but there is a distinct like some of them would be really difficult to necessarily pull off for a worship team. Could you maybe talk about right. how, how you like wove that, or how you thought through doing that? I literally, you know, I wrestle with that all the time. And I think even with, for instance, just to mention like the Jesus Culture albums, we do definitely think, how can a worship team, how can we even play this without yeah. having to like be really track heavy? Like we've we've canned whole arrangements because we're like, oh, this is just too, it's too out there. It's too, it's too much. Let's just simplify it so people can access it, yeah. um, access it and play it on Sundays. And 
Um, but for my solo album, again, like I said earlier, I just wanted to try something different. And um, so when I talked to my friend Dan, who um, produced this, the, the album, he was, I was just like, you know, let's have fun. These are my musical influences and references. But ultimately, like, let's just let's just try whatever. If it gets too weird and too out there, then we can rein it in. But I'd almost rather, you know, go too far than, than go, oh, I wish we would have, like, pushed the push the envelope a little bit there or sure um you know so for me it was it was getting out of my comfort zone um and uh but i felt like it was the time to do it just because it you know i had never put out an album just just as me so mm -hmm. hopefully there's no real expectation for it to sound <laughs> any particular way right um but you know there are there was that yeah I, i'm still like we're talking about touring and i'm like how, how are we going to pull this off okay we're going to need like you know an auxiliary percussionist and and right. whatever and get real creative in the way that we play it live but um it really just came down to i was like oh, let's just have fun and and see what happens so sure um that's what we did that's cool how much did you um do yourself like did you track the drums i didn't man i haven't played drums in so long i <laughs> I hopped on the kit just for fun during the recording process, but no, we had an amazing drummer there, Jacob Arnold. He, um, he plays with Redman a lot and, and a bunch of different artists, but he came in and just crushed it. And so for me, I was just, I just felt so honored that these, there was a bunch of amazing musicians that came in and just um, cleared their schedule and uh, to, to come and bring their best. And mm. so I was just, I was mostly I was just involved in the songwriting and uh, <laughs> I'd throw in my two cents here and there on the drums or or whatever. But the guys just really brought their best and mm -hmm. and uh, I threw in a bunch of musical references and influences. But um, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. Who who else um, was on it? I didn't know that Jacob played. He he actually did an interview with us. Um, oh, awesome! Recently, um, yeah. Who else was on it? So yeah, Jacob Arnold, um, he played drums and crushed it. He brought in a bunch of different like snares and cymbals and, and a china and <laughs> just all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and then Dan McKenzie, he played, uh, he produced it and he played almost everything. He played a little guitar, a bass, uh, piano, did most of the programming. Um, he, and then he actually mixed the album. So he's the real all-star all of the, the, the whole project. Um, love that guy. He's so creative, Dan McKenzie. Um, my friend Jonathan Berlin, he, he plays in a band called Sun Bears, um, sings and plays guitar, so he played guitar. Um, Jeffrey, our guitar player, played guitar. Um, Mike Pope, who plays guitar for Bethel Music, he, he lives with Dan McKenzie, and, and he jumped in and played on, um, on a bunch of songs. Um, and who am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting someone really important. Ian. Ian came in after we were in the studio. He came and sort of put a bunch of candy in there and <laughs> and sort of spoke into the the mix mixing process. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun. A bunch of different musicians and and we just got in there and there's some guitar solos on the album. <laughs> just a bunch of random fun fun stuff. When I was listening to it, I was imagining you doing everything like, you know, like a Lenny Kravitz type album. <laughs> Man, I wish I could. I wish I could. No, I just kind of fake it on guitar and uh, I haven't played drums in so long. It's it's embarrassing. Like I, I just run out of breath halfway through a song. So I, I 
let the keep that let the professionals handle that so <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you got the uh the johnny swim band going there yeah yeah it was fun because i Cause, just saw them they came through san francisco and and it was fun to see them playing in a different context but yeah a lot of those guys cool that's good, good Ryan. sorry i was geeking out on that <laughs> all the that's just yeah that's neat um <laughs> sorry try to think like shift the shift the gears from a little more of the the technical side of it um yeah i i guess too like i I'd still love to like unpack in the songwriting process you said you've been just writing a yeah. bunch because of what god's been doing in your life um i guess maybe speak a little bit to that that process has this been it sounds like you're you're creating a lot more um do you feel like that that has come from just the the circumstances of your life or do you feel like this is just like a life stage thing or how how have you fostered like really being able to do this effectively and you know do you you feel like maybe you're coming into your own for it a little bit or like what's that craft been now that you've done it for so many years yeah i mean maybe it's all the above i think (laughs) this yeah i think the season um you know just life has sort of um challenged me in a way that uh, that I felt like I needed to to write what I was feeling and and how I was encountering God through you know every season, mm-hmm. and I think you know going back to miracles that was on Let It Echo, for me that song was something that I had to sing because it was something that I was very real and 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 present. You know I was praying for a miracle for my son and I I didn't actually see that, but that doesn't change who God is, and so I think oftentimes. As songwriters, we're entrusted with with that. Like we need to point people to God, um, and, and yeah, be honest, be real. But um, I think you know, I, as I've been writing, I've been just trying to you know be more aware of where people are at and and what's the answer for whatever circumstance they may be facing. Whether it's you know you hear songs like "No Longer Slaves," it's like of course that song you know just took off because you know there's just so much. Um, there's so many opportunities to be fearful and, and big or small. There's just, so of course that's a song that the church wants to sing and needs to sing. So as, as a songwriter, like, especially within the last couple of years, I've just felt, um, you know, I want to, I want to steward the platform that God's given me and just practically ways that have helped is, is, uh, a lot of amazing songwriters have, have been willing to write with me and I've learned a ton I've written more songs in the last couple of years than I have in my entire life just because these songwriters have um, been so gracious to, to, to co-write with me and, and, and I've learned, I've learned so much for them. Like, so uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a season of life I'm in. Um, and, and I think also learning to be a good steward and disciplined in the writing process. Sure. Um, I think creatively we prefer to be inspired more often than, be disciplined but there's obviously uh, inspiration is is, it only comes you know it doesn't come all the time so i think the discipline side of it is something i've been learning um and and you know thankfully i've i've seen a lot of fruit out of that sure so yeah i know we touched on it a little bit um on the the last episode we chatted and I'll, i'll put a link to that in the show notes too but i'd love to since it's an ongoing process love to hear how you know there's inspiration there's also the discipline of just um like fostering your own daily personal relationship with Christ and like what that looks like. I'd love to mm-hmm. hear like, how do you, in the midst of everything, you know, all of this, how do you 
how do you stay close and have a personal relationship with God in that? Yeah, I mean, that's for me, hopefully everything is an overflow from that, that sure. secret place with God. And that's just a huge, I mean, it should be a huge core value for everybody. But, you know, you see like Jesus often, he would just disappear. Um, you know, he'd go to, to be with the Father. And <clears throat> so for me and for 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 all of us, I think that's something that should be first and foremost, and that everything we do just be an overflow because it's in those moments that we, you know, and, and life looks different for everybody. And even, you know, I have three girls and I travel a lot. So, you know, sometimes connecting with God is as simple as when I, I get in the car, um, turn, just turning the radio off and letting God, you know, you know, just shutting everything off and letting God speak to me in that moment, you know, and um, I think it's amazing what happens when we actually slow down because, right, because things are so accessible now. It's like you can watch Netflix all day long and not get bored. You can be on social media all day long and, and feel like you've been, you've connected with people or whatever. But um, it's amazing when you actually stop and, and you allow God, you know, like like it says, be still and, and know that I'm God. And um I think it's harder, it's easier said than done in this, in the day we live in. But sure. for me, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. for me, that's just really where I've tried to, I've tried to, to be, let everything be an overflow. And hopefully that translates into this, into my songwriting and my worship leading and, and my fathering and, and everything I'm doing is just an overflow because I think we can get really empty and not realize it until everything just kind of hits the fan for lack of better words. Right. And it's like, wow, like I've, I've, I need to get back to, to that place where I'm ministering, where I'm living my life out of an overflow and, and not running on E, you know? So, sure. yeah. What was your, um, your writing process for, for this album? Was it, did you start off like just the songs acoustic and then decide how you're going to produce them? Or, or did you know from the beginning it was going to be, the sound that you, that you kind of ended up with? Um, some, all of them were, were different. I think like some of them came when we were writing for the Let It Echo album. Well, they were, we were kind of writing for whatever, just trying, trying to get some songs. Um, you know, doing a solo album was sort of in the back of my mind, but um, some of them did. They start out with like, like with a, a title, <laughs> mm. you know, like a song title. And, and we went from there Um some of them were very intentional, like, no, I want to write a song about this. Um, uh, and so we did, we'd go for it. But uh, there were some that came with, with the music, sort of inspired the song, um, like Won My Heart. Um, sort of, I, I sat down with my friend Jacob and Sarah, and I was like, I've kind of been listening to this this sound, like, and, and he, in like five minutes, Jacob sort of put down a, a thing in Pro Tools, and we wrote to that, and um, and that's where that song came out of. But uh, yeah, they all sort of came with different inspiration, and but honestly, like co-writing's been so huge because um, I can sort of, you can sort of uh, say this is what I'm thinking, and maybe have one piece of the puzzle, and then you know whoever you're writing with hopefully goes, oh yeah, like I love that idea, but what about this? And you start putting this puzzle together um, with this end goal in mind, and. I've just learned so much from these amazing songwriters that I've had the privilege of writing with. But yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but some of them came with 
a musical style, like, hey, I want to write a song similar to this reference, um, or, you know, but a lot of them just sort of came from, like, you know, this is on my heart, this is what I've, I want to sing about, like, a song like Encounter um, on the album is just a song about encountering God, and um, and so that was something I wanted to write about, you know, and, and Because Your Love was written out of... Um, my friend had sort of the chorus idea, but then we just started talking about what God had done in our lives and where we've come from. And we, and then the chorus is like a response to that, like what he's done in our lives. And so, yeah, I, I do like getting together when I write with people or write in general, just by myself or whatever, to have like um, a little bit of vision, like, what do I want to write about? What do I want to sing about? What do I need to declare and be intentional in that way? But where'd you record it? Recorded it at uh, the Sound House, which is um, uh, Jeremy Edwardson's produced all of our albums, and he he um, helped administrate this album and spoke in a little bit creatively, and it was so it was done at his studio up in Redding, um, California, and uh, yeah, we did a lot of it there, and then Dan McKenzie, who I mentioned earlier, um, produced it and, um, and did a lot of the the, the you know guitars, bass. Uh, programming he did a lot at his house as well so it's just crazy nowadays like what you can do um, uh, sort of in your home so he did a lot and then we mixed it at uh, Bethel's studio in Reading uh, Bethel Music Studio so it was a it was a cool I don't even know how it all works really but he Dan mixed it um, running it all through um, uh, the console and so it wasn't like done like just sort of in the box so when we want to like change the volume of the level of, like even just a tom he'd be like cool when i when i get there tomorrow i'll fire fire up everything all the preamps and and the board and and recall the settings and i'll and i'll turn that tom down <laughs> so nice. it was a bit it was a little bit old school and i loved it and so and then after we tweak um a mix then he'd he'd sort of um print everything um, and so it was, a, it was a really fun process to see how all that works. Have you started doing any of them at Jesus Culture Church? No, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit like, I'm a bit nervous too. I think once the album comes out, we'll, um, I think it'll take a good, a good, uh, amount of rehearsal to, um, sort of figure out how to play them. <laughs> <laughs> Play them to where it doesn't feel like we're just hitting hit and play on a track. Sure. And so, like, even when we were recording in the studio, um, like, the drums, we were running through, like, an Echoplex. It was, like, an old analog, you know, uh, delay and, and like, and then recording that into a separate channel. And so some of the effects you hear on the drums were, like, actual, like, recorded that way. And so it was just, like, it was really fun. But even as we were recording, we're like, man, how are, how are we going to tour this? How are we going to play these songs? But we'll definitely, we'll do it. Or we'll strip it down or and try them a little differently. But um, that's a great question. Sure. And, no, we haven't. We haven't played them yet. I think you, you make a really, like, a really interesting point, I think, that might catch a lot of the people that are listening uh, off guard a little bit. Because you, you mentioned that you're going to do the songs, but... You don't want to just grab a track, and I think in the technology accessibility that we all have, it's easy for us to just like grab tracks for songs that you know there's not even much mm-hmm. electronic stuff in there. We just kind of grab, we grab the tracks and we play along with them, which is great a lot of times. But um, I'd love to maybe hear your process, methodology, thoughts on you know how do you really 
take a song and realize that you don't have to just emulate everything you hear and you don't need tracks to cover every bit of it and there's like maybe talk a little bit to the process of how do you take a song that might be uh, really heavily reliant on a track and make it actually work for your church right i mean that's the challenge i think nowadays is usually it doesn't sound as good <laughs> if you don't have you know uh, all these tracks because you're used right. to hearing them whatever on the album but sure. i think it starts with a great song um if the song can stand enough you know on its own acoustic or playing it on the piano then i think that's a great start yeah um you know if the if if the chorus is sing if the if the if the melody and the lyrics are singable and people can grab onto them then you're off to a really good start like i said so and then beyond that um even with tracks in general it's been a tension with with the jesus culture band because we love to like get sort of off the grid and off out of the arrangement like we love it when mm -hmm. we can play a song and then we find this like moment uh, where it, it, it's something that wasn't on the album and, and you know we kind of sing out something that we feel like god may be saying so for us that's like sort of the ultimate goal is just the song is a roadmap mm -hmm. and then we try to find that space um uh in, in between that roadmap and and so for us tracks is um you know it's great it it, it strengthens the arrangement and stuff but i think um if you're able to play the song play a song live um on the actual instrument it gives you a lot more freedom um but you know we like i said we love the tracks ian our keyboard player um he 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 programs in such a way that we can you know even with tracks sure. we can go like hey let's sing this verse again and so he's not it's not he's not just hit and play right he's actually like okay oh, we're, we're gonna do this chorus twice you can in the moment it takes a lot more work on his part right but um which i appreciate him, him doing that for us but um yeah i think i think it's it's important to be able to flow still and and not be so tied down to an arrangement um but sure. I, don't know if I was gonna ask question. <laughs> i was gonna ask the opposite question when are you gonna buy the echoplex <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't know i i felt bad there's this like old computer desk chair in the studio when we were recording and the arm was broken i didn't know it and i had a cup of water and i like leaned on it and my water went over all over my friend's echoplex oh, no. and i think it's still working hopefully <laughs> for some reason we switched to a, an old memory man halfway through and i think it might have gotten a little water on his echoplex but um maybe it was just the tape ran out or something <laughs> hopefully uh it's all working because those aren't cheap <laughs> so what you're saying is you need to buy two one to replace it and one to bring to your church <laughs> exactly yeah i'm uh, i'm in debt right already the album has not come out so once i recoup some costs maybe i'll buy another <laughs> man so how's uh how, how's the reception been so far for the people that have had a chance to like to run through it like what, what kind of encouragement you've been getting from people um it's been really good like it's been cool to have people that i look up to and respect um say like you know for one well done just stepping out and, and doing something um on your own but uh yeah it's been really good like i've gotten you know people are using words like refreshing and and way to bring something you know something different uh to to this you know if we can call it a genre um so I think for me that's you know that's really encouraging because I I really did want to try something that felt new and hopefully new to people and and, and hopefully inspire you know other people to to sort of take a little bit of risk and and step outside 
what we may feel naturally comfortable with and especially in, in the worship genre sure. so um yeah i think it's been good i've gotten you know you get you get the 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 people that do have a very strong opinion otherwise i'm um, mm-hmm. like don't change you know don't change jesus culture i like it right. the way it is or, <laughs> Um, you know what? What's with the the Illuminati videos? And I'm like, I, I don't know what Illuminati is for one. Right. But I'm sorry if 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 that offended you. I mean, so I don't know. You, I, I think for the most part, it's been well received. But sure. it, it may push um, a few people's buttons. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll make sure to embed the Illuminati video in the show notes for this one, so they can see it. Yeah. Themselves. Great. I bet, like visually, though, like, like that that it was really like I I just dug it. Like I thought it was cool to you know not only you know, musically, was there a lot of unique stuff going on? I think the, the video itself, too, was like, okay, this is actually really, you know, artistic. I, I, I think that's often lost in uh, the worship genre, if you will, to, to mm. put, like, visual art to just the music itself. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, what was yeah, the inspiration was for that? Um, that was a lot of the guys um, just at Capitol putting their heads together and saying, the music's a little bit different. Let's think of something we can do. Hmm. um visually that may sort of go along with that like he said and uh yeah so i literally got stood in front of a green screen and sang the song you know once looking at the camera once looking at the side i felt i felt kind of like a dork but uh Hmm. then they put all these cool you know all these all this cool animation behind it and i thought it was just i thought it was really fun and a cool way to and then we have some other videos that have been release or or are going to be released that have a little bit more like an acoustic yeah um you know it's actual like me hanging out with some friends and just singing the songs so sure um yeah but i'm all for trying something different (laughs) yeah i was going to say the um that that mashup video that you guys put out that has you know the 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 cool artistic part and then there's a portion where you guys cut out on the beach and and are singing the same song acoustically i thought that was really Mm. really neat so like there's both sides of it and you can you can do this with all the stuff behind it or you can do it just here out on the beach and it still stands on its own. So I just I thought that was really mm. really well done. Well done. Oh, that's encouraging. Thank you. Sure. How can our community come alongside and like be praying for you and your ministry? Um it's been kind of really neat to see what God's been doing with that. So I'd love to hear, you know, what's going on with your life and your ministry and how how we can pray for you. Oh, yeah. I I think I really appreciate that. I think something that we can all use as leaders and uh, is just more wisdom. Uh, there's just a lot going on. So travel and church, you know, we have our church and um, families and just uh, figuring out um, how we can, you know, the wisdom, um, how we can be most intentional and effective with our time. So for me, that's something I've been trying to um, really hear God on is like, what, what's, what am I supposed to be doing in this season and, and learning how to, you know, um, steward that, but also, you know, put up proper boundaries and, and, um, cause you know, we can only give us so much. So if anything, uh, just wisdom on, on, on how to, um, steward well the season I'm in currently. And sure. I think even the church, um, we we're all in that same place as like, we have a lot of opportunities or things we could be doing, but what what are we going to be? What's going to be most effective with the people we have, the time we have um, during this season, the finances we have? So yeah, 
That's it for this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com, hit that contact button. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.